will Mike Williams be drafted? We've been talking about that. want to thank our first guest. Actually, our second guest today, because we had Walt on in our second segment. Dustin Fox covering the Browns in our last segment on the ground in Cleveland, working for the Browns Radio Network, getting the job done up there, and backing us off the ledge. If you missed the interview, uh, Dustin basically said this is the biggest smokescreen he's seen uh, this side of Ryan Leaf going number two overall back in 1998. I mean, it's just... It's nonsense what's being pushed out there to the masses. He's not buying Trubisky number one. And so that's enabled Zach and I to be able to converse in a more reasonable manner now. We can actually get along because we we were going toe-to-toe there for a while. We weren't seeing eye-to-eye, and it's not because he's bigger than me. We just weren't seeing eye-to-eye on the draft and on Trubisky and all those other things. And so Dustin says, wait a second, press the pause button. I'm not buying what everybody's trying to sell us right now, Trubisky at number one. It's a smokescreen. And, guys, the Browns really are going to take Miles Garrett, the number one overall pick, which is fine. I, I You know, it's fine. I, I, I like Garrett. He's a good player. He's a really good player. Uh, I wouldn't take him number one, but I would certainly draft Miles Garrett significantly ahead of Mitchell Trubisky. All right? So that's kind of where we are after the first 60 minutes today. It's been very eventful. Our very own Deptula has said Miles Garrett is – in the last 20 years, uh-huh. over, as far as number one picks go, right. is the, the biggest consensus of a can't-miss prospect. Can't miss him. Right, that, that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I like to think of myself as a draft nerd, but I'm not submitting my draft to the Huddle Report and doing all these things that our good friend, you know, that he's done the last couple sure. of years. I don't view Garrett in that manner. I, I like the player. I think it's a top five pick. You've seen I, him in person. Say what? You've seen him in person. I, I've seen him in person. Uh, I uh, I was in the meetings last year with Chief Chavis in his first year calling defensive ball plays down there at Texas A&M. I sat in the same room with him for an hour and a half, and we talked about Miles, and we talked about the transformation needed to be made by the Texas A&M defense, and he inherited that job. Remember, he came there from LSU, mm-hmm. and he said, Roy, number one, we don't have the kind of depth we need to win this division. Number two, we don't have the kind of size and strength that we need, and we're also missing that depth again to be able to win this division. So we're trying to transform ourselves Based off me, you know, taking this job and we're trying to be and develop and turn into the kind of defense we need to be to be able to finally win the SEC West here at Texas A&M. And so he he liked some of the talent that he had, but he wanted to grow it up and develop it more and make it stronger. And, and Garrett was a part of that. And he really sang his praises to me. But I mean, he also echoed some concerns about what I've talked about here, defending the run durability issues. I mean, you know, you got high ankle sprains. Those things never go away. I sprained one ankle in college. I broke the other ankle in college and and they both still hurt right now. Dude, I mean, that's like, that's like, that's like 10 years ago, five years ago when I was in school. No, it's more like 19 years ago when I was in school. school. (laughs) Okay. But no, I mean, it still hurts. And he's got these kinds of injuries and everybody's got injuries. It's football. So I get it. But he played in 10 games last year. He played in 10 games. Played in 13 games the year before. It's a freshman played in 11. The, the, the stats are impressive. If you want to sell me on Garrett, number one, I'm going to listen. I don't agree with it. I think he's a top five pick, certainly. I don't think he's a number one pick. I would also respectfully, obviously, disagree with the notion that he's the consensus number one pick, of the, the most consensus number one pick in the last 20 years. I I, I just don't see that. And, and, and Wall can certainly debunk that. Uh, all afternoon long, and I would expect that he would. We got guys like Peyton Manning in the last 20 years. <sighs> Peyton Manning was in 98. Uh, Manning, Andrew Luck was thought to be kind of that can't-miss quarterback. Has, has he been a can't-miss guy with with the Colts? 
Has he been can't miss so he's far? Been, he's their franchise guy. I mean, I he's really good. Yeah. He's been better than RG3. A lot better. He stayed healthier. Right. Um, You know, maybe some would have thought that Jadavian Clowney was going to be. That's fair. You know, uh, you know, Reggie Bush was thought to be that for a minute. And then obviously he he didn't go number one. And Mario. he was never the can't miss guy, obviously. So, I mean, there's been others. And I guess hindsight being 2020, it, we can look back and suggest, well, this guy, you know, ended up blowing up the way we expected or not doing it as we expected. So all that stuff is very much debatable. I, I wish Garrett's last year would have seen him on the field more consistently. Additionally, some of the sacks, eight and a half last year, not even half of those coming against Power 5 teams. Okay. Uh, the tackles for loss, not even half of those coming against Power 5 teams. A little bit of an issue for me. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, he's a freak of an athlete. He's a freak of an athlete. So, Well, the answer to that is they schemed away from him. Okay. Does that does that answer any kind of concerns for you there? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't answer any kind of concerns, but what happens when the NFL does that to him, right? You know, there, there's certain things you can try to do to neutralize an edge rusher. Can he still find a way to be effective? Sure. Von Miller's done that. Absolutely. Jadavian Clowney, when healthy, has done that, but he hasn't been healthy. And again, that's one of my concerns with Garrett. Weren't healthy, maybe mailed in a little bit last year. And I, you know what? I, I'll buy that somewhat. Like, I, I like hearing that from Walt. Well, you know, there's a sense that maybe he played the Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette uh, final year in, in college card, Jadavian Clowney card, where you knew you were going to be an elite pick. You still wanted to give it a go for your brothers out there on the football field, and you kind of did, but maybe you really didn't do it with the same kind of resolve and intestinal fortitude that you needed to to live up to all the expectations for draft geeks like ourselves. That would be wild. What if he comes out and tears it up? Well, and, and look, that's entirely possible too, Yeah, given his ability. I mean, the upside's there. The freakish, fast twitch, instinctive, edge-rushing, get-after-the-quarterback mentality, that, that stuff is there. There's no doubt. Can you stay healthy? Can you be a player that's on the field and be effective more than just on third down in an obvious pass rushing situation? You know, those are those are kind of my concerns, right? And, and to me, those are legitimate concerns. If you're an NFL brass, you're trying to figure out, do I take this guy number one? Um, you know, do I do I not take him number one and maybe look at trying to draft him at another point in time later on in the first round? Is he still going to be available at that point? The answer is no, but you know, sure. these are the things that they're debating. Let me ask you this. What is the purpose for, as we sit here on the, I guess now, flagship station for Cleveland Browns football? <laughs> What's the purpose? Welcome for back that? on the Browns Radio <laughs> Network. We're hanging out with Bernie Kosar here today alongside Ernest Biner. <laughs> Ernest, why the hell did you fumble the football to the end zone of the 1986 AFC Championship game? Because your team and organization hasn't been the same since. What's the purpose of them giving this smokescreen? If it is a smokescreen for Trubisky. <clears throat> if they're not going to trade out a one. Well... It creates a lot of tension and a, a pretty big distraction for everybody else on the clock directly after the Browns make their pick. So you could just float some things out there to see if you can pick up some kind of value and maybe more value than originally anticipated. All these teams, they have these draft charts, the value charts, where if you trade down in this round to this spot, then this is what you should get in return. You know, a lot of organizations operate under that mantra where you, you, you've you got 
the draft chart. Okay, if we move down, we could do this. So, I mean, Cleveland could be floating things out there. It could just be misinformation. More on that in a second. But the Browns could be floating things out there just to see, okay, what, what kind of chaos can we create that could help us out with our 12th pick? And so that's part of it. But then, you know, the other part, too, is misinformation. Think about the oversaturated market that we live in when it comes to the draft, right? If you came on this show today and suggested to me and to Zach, there's too much draft coverage. This is all over the top. All the things that you guys are talking about today were being talked about two months ago at nauseum on the NFL network and on ESPN and NFL countdown and all these shows are out there. I'm with you. So when there's all this coverage and all these reporters and all these people with their mock drafts and everybody trying to emulate Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay or whomever else, think about how easy it would be to start a misinformation campaign where you just got a guy who says he he hears something from another guy, heard something from another guy whose mom is the, you know, the, the, the mother, the team owner for the Browns or something along those lines. And, and so stuff just gets forced out and it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. That, that could very well be what's happening right now. If you just listen to our interview with Dustin Fox, who covers the Browns, calls Browns games, uh, you know, operates a sports talk show up there in Cleveland. It's one of the top shows in that market. That's exactly what he was saying. Dude, this is misinformation. Don't believe the hype. Don't pass go to not collect $200. Browns are not taking Trubisky, number one. And I, I want to believe that. I want to buy into that 110%. But then you have guys like... like uh, McShay and, and Kuyper, who quite literally do this for a living, they're plugged in, saying the exact opposite. I mean, Does that not kind of give a red flag to you hey, at all? All right, so g- give me the lay of the land with that right now. The latest that you heard from McShay and, and from Kuyper as we Both came have, on there. What, what, what are they saying? What are they saying right now? Both have Trubisky going one overall. You, stop it. I, both of them have him. Both of them have him right now. Yeah. I, I'm pulling it up. And they never ESPN. agree on anything at all. They have him both. Both of them have him going number one. All right. I'm looking online right now. Article penned by Todd McShay, ESPN senior writer. His mock draft, the final mock for 2017. Cleveland Browns on the clock. Mitchell Trubisky. He's got him going number one, and this is what he says. Everything I hear suggests the Browns like Trubisky the best among the quarterbacks. It's unlikely he drops to number 12 where Cleveland picks again. So the questions become, take Miles Garrett here and try to trade back up for Trubisky or take the quarterback and address the pass rusher at number 12. Fascinating decision. He's got him going with Mitch. Which comes back to what we talked about with Wall in the second segment. Take Garrett and then use all these picks and trade back up and get Trubisky if you really like him that much. Right. Or can you not go Derek Barnett from Tennessee at number 12 who finished his career with 33 sacks? Mm Mm-hmm. He's not fast twitch like Garrett, but fundamentally sound, consistent engine. He's getting after guys. I mean, what, what's so wrong with that? Right? I mean, what if you're like me and you have injury concerns about Garrett? Or you wonder, hey, can this guy play every single down? Is he going to be able to help us the way that we need him to help us as the number one overall pick? How happy do you think the Niners are going to be if they have Garrett falling their lap at two? Well, I mean, at that point, it's a no-brainer. At that point, it's almost like what happened in the opposite fashion with Indianapolis and San Diego when the Colts took Manning. And the Chargers were left with Ryan Leaf. I mean, it's like your your hand is forced. You you got to do it. This is gonna be absolute chaos tonight. I'm not I'm not ready for this. I mean, I I don't know that it'll be that. I mean, if Cleveland goes with Garrett, it's not going to be chaotic at all. Then the question is, okay, when is the first quarterback off the board? Come on, when when does that happen? 
at, you know, maybe at that juncture, Cleveland trades back up to get Trubisky, or maybe the Jets take him at number six. I love Walt's point. If you're a fan of Deshaun, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world when it comes to his signing bonus and going early in the draft to have Trubisky go number one, because then it's going to be a free-for-all to try to grab that second quarterback. Sure. And don't come in here and give me Patrick Mahomes comes off the board before Deshaun. I mean, don't don't come in here with that. Today. I don't know if you know, but there's a guy up in, in Indiana there who uh, is the next Tom Brady with Cam Newton's body. I don't know if you heard that. You talking about Josh? Old, old Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, no, 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 no. If Kaiser goes in the first round mm-hmm. tonight, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm not coming on the air tomorrow. There's nothing else I can do at that point in time. Because it, if you draft the guy that proclaims himself to be the best quarterback in the history of humanity, mm-hmm. who throws plays <laughs> at offensive play callers in Monday morning meetings before big games. Sure. Who says and proclaims again that no other quarterback does what he does, especially off the field. If that clown goes in the first 32 picks, then somebody, somewhere, has clearly lost their mind. And there's nothing we can do tomorrow in this space or at any point moving forward in the future to make sense of it. At that point in time, the sports world has clearly lost its mind. Dude, you could even beat out Malik Zaire. Notre Dame stunk so bad last season. No offense, Tim Bray. You, you couldn't even go to a bowl game. You couldn't beat Virginia Tech at home. You, you didn't do anything last year. Did you beat Duke? You lost to Duke at home, right? Didn't Duke beat Notre Dame in South Bend? I, I think that they did. No, did No, they? I think that Duke beat Notre Dame last year in South Bend. I think that happened. I need triple checking on this. I think Duke beat Notre Dame last year. Did Duke beat Notre Dame? Did Duke beat Notre Dame? Yeah. 38-35. <laughs> All right. This isn't the same Duke team that challenged Johnny Football in the Peach Bowl several years ago. This was the worst David Cutcliffe coach Duke program that he's had. They rumble into South Bend, spring the five-point upset over Scrubby McGraw, Deshaun Kaiser, and these the rest of these clowns. And you mean to tell me that that's a guy that deserves to be drafted in the first round? Deshaun Kaiser goes in the first round. I'm done. I, I'm done with that. I can't do it anymore. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing else to say. That's it. <laughs> it's it. It's over. That's done. the bottom of the barrel. It, it never will get any worse than that. Right? I mean, you understand me. Deshaun Kaiser's not a first-round pick. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. All, all, and by the way, text line, Tammy and Seneca from the 864. Duke also beat North Carolina. We documented that back in our first hour. Thank you, Mitch. Great point. If Duke beats you in football last year, you as a starting quarterback cannot be drafted <laughs> that high. You just can't. By default, that can't happen. Uh, next segment, Daniel Shirley joins us. We'll get his take on where Deshaun could be going, what he wants uh, for number four, and a lot more to get into. Second hour continues more on the draft. Daniel Shirley joins us next, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph. Stay tuned. You know Joe's New York Pizza is all about the sauce because I've told you so. Here's the thing, people. They have outrageous wings as well. They're not fried, and if you're up to the task, you can even get them with Cajun Asian sauce. Their meatballs and marinara come with their famous garlic knots. And remember, if you have certain food allergies, Joe's offers gluten-free. Joe's has delivery, and they're great for fundraisers. And the Clemson location caters with two locations in Seneca and Clemson. Joe's New York Pizza. 
I'm George Jeffries, local GM of Metal Building Supply. As part of Mesco Building Solutions and NCI, we're the Southeast premier supplier of metal building components and pre-engineered building systems. I invite you to come by our showroom at 1500 Elrod Road in Piedmont to talk with us and let us show you how Metal Building Supply can help you with your building project. Whether it's a 30 by 40 for your shop or 100,000 square feet for your business, we have over 40 years of experience to put to work for you. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee, pick up a box for your business or church meeting, share them with family and friends during a time of need. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. What do you do when you found the right girl? You put a ring on her hand. If you're ready, you're going to need some help. I'm William Nichols from Scores Jewelers, and I know you've got more choices than ever before when it comes to diamonds. I simply ask that you come by and see what we have to offer. As a local jeweler, we will go the extra mile to make sure you get the best diamond for your money. We have the knowledge, service, and selection to help with any budget. And most importantly, we stand behind our rings and diamonds so you can be confident your investment is safe. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson, and I want to be your jeweler. Paid for by Smart Money Secret. Worried about your credit score? You should be. In today's world of increased data surveillance, your credit score now affects far more than your ability to borrow. You can be refused a place to live, car insurance, even access to cell phones and car loans. Worse, employers can now legally deny you for a job based on your credit. The banks are getting out of control, forcing us to pay loan shark interest rates for the privilege of buying the things we want and need, all because of a low credit score. But there is something you can do. Tired of seeing good Americans punished by the manipulations of big finance? A secret report was recently leaked by a credit industry insider that exposes a loophole that can dramatically benefit people with bad credit. Using this proven technique, thousands of Americans are now improving their scores faster than they ever thought possible. Find out how you too can begin using this loophole to start improving your credit score today. Call 1-800-885-3800. Call 1-800-885-3800 and see how. 1-800-885-3800. If you or a loved one is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, call Addiction Recovery now at 864-520-5126. Our trained addiction specialists are available 24-7, and all calls are free and confidential. Your insurance may cover 100% of all costs, so call now. We work with top accredited facilities across the country for any kind of addiction and age group. So let Addiction Recovery now find the best option to fit your needs. Call now at 864-520-5126. Talking security with Clemson baseball coach Monty Lee. For a coach, winning is job security. For you, security is Blue Ridge Security Solutions for your home and business. Your options are enormous. Video surveillance, all sorts of home automation and lighting features, even a feature that automatically arms the system where you forget to. And my favorite, the video doorbell. My family loves the high level of service we get from Blue Ridge Security Solutions. Yours will too. BlueRidgeSecuritySolutions.com. Serious security. Elkmont Trading Company in Clemson is your locally owned outfitter, women's boutique, shoe store, gourmet foods and home goods store. From candles and dresses to tents and fly fishing gear, Elkmont has it. Elkmont offers clothing and gear for an outdoor lifestyle, so come in and get ready for summer with a stand-up paddleboard or kayak from Jackson, Perception, or Wilderness Systems. Elkmont has the area's best selection and rentals for you to try before you buy. 
But folks, you already know all this about Elkmont. But what you might not know is that they have recently opened a craft beer bar and restaurant featuring 16 taps of the area's best locally crafted beer and great food as well. Craft beer, excellent food, all that's missing is you. Elkmont is located at the Highway 93 exit off Highway 123 across from Bojangles. And remember, folks, if you haven't been to Elkmont, you haven't been to Clemson. Middays means three great hours of sports talk on the Roy Philpot Show. Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Second hour continues here at 105.5 The Roar. It's been a fun show. I love talking about the draft. Uh, Quak and Kelly just burst into the studio there during that last break. Flew like in. they own the joint. Oh, my. And I guess that they do, so that's fine. And, and Kelly's just throwing out all these different scenarios and what to expect tonight. And Quak's giving me, say, hey, it is a smokescreen. And all it is is a test to see what it's going to take to trade back into the top 10 to get Trubisky or maybe Watson, I guess, at a point later in the draft after the number one pick. That was good. I, I, I like that, and I don't disagree with it. I, I think they're all over it right now. They were very brash about coming in here. Yes. Very. That's fine. Hey, that's, that's fine. All right. It's good. As long as you're okay. I'll handle it if you need me to handle <laughs> it. <laughs> Just let me know. I, I don't know, dude. You wore your skirt into the studio today. I, I got I'm not, jeans I, I'm on. not sure who you I are right now. I got jeans and I'm red not even wings sure on. who you are. I got anymore. red wings on. It looks like a skirt from my perspective. I got good legs, though. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Let me go vomit for a second. <laughs> what did you say? I'm going to go vomit. <laughs> Daniel Shirley, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph, joins us right now. And uh, he's the man with the plan. He's got all the insider knowledge. I'll just ask you this question to lead into our nice little interview today. Uh, where's Deshaun going? What do we think is happening right now? Well, as, as a 49ers fan, I want him to go number two. Uh-huh. To we would be all over that, although the, the roster's so bad. I don't want him to go there and be ruined by, by how bad that team is. But, I, you know, I, I, I think he'll probably go in the top 10, somewhere maybe 15. I keep seeing Chiefs or Texans or somewhere like that, you know, in the 20s. But to be honest, if he falls to one of those teams, he's going to go to a team with a lot of talent, and that might be the best thing to happen to him. Uh, but, I, I, you know, the stuff with him and Trubisky, I, I, I just can't believe that people think Trubisky's a better quarterback than him. Uh, and, and I think that's going to play out. I think you're going to see, you know, three, four, five years when when you call me on a, on a Thursday, Roy, this time of year, I think we're going to be talking about how people missed on him and they're mm. going to be regretting it. I think so, too. Take me back to San Francisco for a second before I ask you more on Deshaun and the draft tonight. But Three years ago, they were the favorites, I I thought, to win the Super Bowl. And and Harbaugh's got it rolling. Colin Kaepernick's going to be maybe one of the best quarterbacks of this decade, if not more than that. I mean, he's coming off a sensational campaign. And, I mean, the 49ers had it going on. What happened out there? What happened? Well, I'll I'll give you two words. Trent Baalke happened. I mean, he he just ruined the draft when he became the GM. Um, and, And he wasn't the GM when they drafted. The, the, the really good players, the Frank Gore and, and those guys uh, that, who really made an impact on that team and sent them to the NFC Championship game three straight times. Uh, and I think it shows you just how good of a coach Jim Harbaugh is because, boy, they were awful when he got there. They were great when he was there, and then, they were, then they've been awful ever since. But 
Balky really just – he missed on so many draft picks. He took chances on guys with the ACLs that, that it's become a running joke uh, that 49ers are going to draft three or four players to redshirt every year and, <laughs> and almost like a college team. And so it just they, – they have, in my time watching the NFL and being a 49ers fan, they've got the worst roster they've ever had right now. And, wow. And, and I think it's all about him. But they've got a new regime in now, and, and they've got Kyle Shanahan. They've got John Lynch. And I, and I think they're going to be able to turn things around and, and, and draft better because you have to draft well in the NFL if you're going to have a good team. You know, that just scares the crap out of me. And I, I talk about this all the time on this show, and I tweet about it, and I guess I used to write about it, but things can change in this sport that we know and love that we call football. Tossing the pigskin around, things can change so quickly. I mean, we, we've seen it here locally with our friends down in Columbia. Uh, we've seen it in the NFL where, where Carolina goes from worst to first then back to worst. And, and it's kind of hard to explain. And then with the 49ers, three years ago, I mean, this this is one of the top franchises in all of professional sports. And then you just told me that right now they've got the single worst roster when it comes to talent that you've ever seen just being a fan for the last 25 years. I mean, that's, that's amazing to me that it can change that quickly. Well, and it's draft. I mean, it, look, if you don't draft well, and they drafted really well for four, for four or five years uh, before Trent Bauke became the GM, and yeah. then they missed on so many picks. And, I mean, they went from having maybe the – it was them and the Seahawks to having the, quote, most talented roster in the NFL. So last year I was sitting there watching one of their games, and I thought, how many of these guys on their team would start for more than five other players in the NFL? And I had people tell me Carlos Hyde or, you know, there were, there were a couple other guys. You know, Bowman wasn't playing because he was hurt, so I took him out of that mix too. But, I, I mean, there were maybe two who were Joe Staley's the tackle that, that was the other one that people were saying. But think about that. Two players on their roster who start for them who would start for more than five of the teams in the NFL. That is, that's a really telling stat. And I think, look, you look at the Falcons. Look how well the Falcons have drafted the last few years. They've hit on just about everybody in their draft. I mean, there's a couple of guys who are not as, you know, not great players, but they're still pretty good players on the roster. They got Beasley. They got Grady Jarrett. I mean, they've hit on these guys. Keanu O'Neill last year with their first-round pick was a really good draft pick. So I, I think it just shows you that you have to draft well. You have to be smart with your draft picks, and you can't, you can't waste a pick. You can't say, oh, well, I've got a seventh-round pick. I'm going to throw this away on somebody, somebody who might not help the team. That's not what the smart teams do in the NFL. What's your take on Mike Williams tonight? I, I, I believe he'll go, I, I think, in the top 15 picks. I, I felt for a long period of time in the top 10, maybe not as strongly about that right now is, is kind of where I am. But Williams, if you had to guess, what are you hearing? What are you thinking on where number seven could play football in the NFL? Yeah, I think 15, top 15, I would definitely. I would be surprised if he falls out of the top 15. And, and just go flip on the tape of the second half of the Alabama game and look at those catches he made and the impact he made in that game against the, you know what was supposed to be the we kept hearing the best defense in the history of college football how many times we heard that last year so look how he how well he played in those game in that game look at the impact he had on the team uh, just in, in his time with that program and and the big catches he made after big catch after big catch so I, I think I think people are going to get a steal with him I, I I've heard people comparing him to Julio Jones I've heard people comparing him to a to uh, AJ Green, so uh, you get a guy like that, and and in the top fifteen, I think you got to take a chance. You guys cover Georgia extensively down there at the Macon Telegraph. Uh, Georgia's draft prospects—it it doesn't sound like it's going to be as big of a year for Georgia 
who could be the Bulldogs' first player off the board? And does that happen tonight? Do they have any first-round picks? Uh, no, they won't have anybody in the first round. I actually did a thing on our website, uh, making.com, kind of looking at our middle Georgia guys and looking at Georgia Tech and Georgia and Georgia, the, the players in the state. And it's really kind of stunning to see that, you know, Georgia Tech might not have anybody drafted uh, at all. I think they may have may have one or two. Georgia, I think Isaiah McKenzie is going to be their, their top, their first pick. Um, NFL.com had him as a, quote, fifth or sixth-round guy. Mel Kuyper has, has said and all of a sudden he's going to be a third-round guy and, and go tomorrow. But most people are saying fifth or sixth round for him. And I think, again, that shows you just kind of how stunning the, the, the talent level on Georgia's team is this year. It's not, it's not as good. Now, look, if Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle and Lorenzo Carter and those guys had come out, then you're saying, oh, well, they're going to have four or five you know, really good players. And next year their draft group is going to be really, really stacked. I, I mean, th- those guys are all going to come out. They're probably going to have a couple of guys come out early. So next year's group for Georgia will be more typical uh, to what Georgia fans are excited, you know, are used to. You know, I've got a lot of Georgia friends, you know, in, in Anderson, in the upstate. And one of my best friends, Damian Cox, has been tweeting to me about the or sending me Facebook, Facebook messages about, you know, Georgia's team and who they're going to have drafted and all that. Next year, I think you're going to see Georgia kind of get back to what they what they are. And they usually have five or six guys get drafted, maybe a couple in the second round. But I think you're looking at some first-round guys next year and maybe a couple in the second round. Talking with Daniel Shirley, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph, on Twitter at DM underscore Shirley. Make sure you give him a follow there and online at Macon.com. For the other players here outside of Williams and Watson, I'm just going to run through a quick list. Give me the one or two that you think have a chance to be impact guys in the National Football League. Jordan Leggett, Carlos Watkins, Cordray Tankersley, Wayne Gallman, Arteva Scott, Jedar Johnson, Ben Bulware. Any one of those guys stand out to you that think, you know, this guy could be a tremendous value pickup. This guy could play five, six, seven years in the NFL and really be an impact player long term. Well, I think they're all going to get drafted, and I think they're all going to—I mean, they're all going to make the team. And I, I, I really do think you, you look how small this this class is for Clemson with the seniors and then the few juniors who came out. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a good group. I think Leggett is going to be a star. I really do. I think Leggett is going to be—I uh, know everybody's talking about OJ Howard and these other tight ends. We had uh, Mike Dettelier from New Orleans on our, our show the other day, and he was talking about there could be eight eight tight ends drafted tonight or this weekend, who will be starters in the NFL. And I think Leggett is one of those guys. I, I really think Leggett is a player, you know, five years from now, you're just say, wow, you know, what a what a really talented player he is. Because he can block, he can catch the ball, he does everything. He's not just a receiver, but and or not just a blocker. He does a little bit of everything. I, but I think Gallman is going to be the steal. I really mm. do. I, you know, I, I think Bulware will, be, will, will do well in the NFL. But Gallman, to me, is a guy you're going to see him. He was really, really good at Clemson, but I think you're going to see him take the next step uh, in the NFL. I heard Kurt Herschel compare him to Roger Craig. And, and Roy, I had for three years tried to figure out who Gallman reminded me of uh, as a running back. And when Herbstreet said that, I was like, that's, that's exactly who it is. It's the high legs, the high knees. I mean, the way he runs, how hard he runs on every play. Every time he touches the ball, he can catch the ball a little bit, do some of those things. I think Gallman is going to be the one, other than Williams and, and Deshaun, who you know, you're know you going to – and I think Leggett too, but I think Gallman's going to be the one who's a little bit overlooked, 
who's going to be a really, really good player in the NFL. His impact here, I, I don't think we can speak to that enough because he made the offensive line better. I mean, even if there wasn't a hole there, he was going to get positive yards. And I think the guys blocking for him, you know, took it upon themselves. Hey, this is a challenge. We got to open up some spots for for the Wayne train because if we do, he's really going to be able to carry us. And they developed more of a chip on their shoulder and it kind of fed hand in hand together. And I, I just think that you're going to miss that component with this offense next year with how violent of a runner he was. And I remember Chad Morris, he used that word when we first spoke with him about Wayne Gallman in his first, I think, spring practice, or maybe it was a couple of springs in, and he said, you know, Roy, he's a violent runner. He's going to change how we do things. And I, I think that's exactly what he did. And so maybe at the next level he does that for an NFL team too. Oh, yeah. I, I Look, there have been good running backs at Clemson. I mean, you go back to Terry Allen and Kenny Flowers and, and Terrence Flagler and everybody knows C.J. Spiller and all the guys who have come through there. I think, I think Gallman has had as big an impact on the, on the program as any of those running backs have. I mean, the way he ran, uh, you know, you hear a lot of times if you got a good offensive line, you're going to have a good back. Well, there were times that Clemson's offensive line in the past three years. It's gotten better, wasn't, but it wasn't the greatest in the world. And, and Gallman seemed to get the most out of every carry that he could get. And, I, I mean, he's, he's really, really fun to watch for me to, to run the ball. And, and I love that word violent because that's how he runs. And he, he I just don't ever remember him – not getting the most out of a carry. And I think that's a really big compliment for a running back. You guys cover the Falcons as well. We haven't talked about the Falcons draft needs in, in this show, in this space. I don't think the entire off season, what does Atlanta need to do to try to get back to the Super Bowl, and how can they address some of those concerns in the draft? Look, they, they're not a team that's drafting starters tonight. I, I just don't think that, you know, unless you get a, a guard who sneaks up on you, I, I think that's their biggest spot of need, position of need is guard. They, they are offensive line. They've got to get better on the offensive line. They probably need a, another pass rusher on the other side of Vic Beasley to kind of help that out. But I, I, I would focus on the offensive line first, draft uh, a, 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 an edge rusher. But, you know, since, since Dan Quinn's been the head coach, they have really focused their draft on defense, and then they've kind of gotten some other pieces in free agency for the offense. So, But I think you'll see them draft a guard. I think you'll see them draft a pass rusher. But really – Roy, they're you know, when you're when you were as good as they were last year. You're not if you're you're not really looking for a starter. You're looking for depth, and you're looking for more guys on the back end to help you there. So, I think that's what you're going to see from them: depth. You know, maybe find an offensive starter at guard, and then find some more help with the pass rush. And I think you'll see that. I think they're going to be really good again next year. I don't think you're going to see them take that draw. You know, take that fall that that Carolina had this year. And they'll be right back in the playoffs. Whether or not they get in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. is a totally different story because you never know once you get in the playoffs. But they're going to be—I have any—I don't have any doubt they're going to be right back in the playoffs next year. I would encourage everybody to check out Macon.com. You guys will be covering things tonight, I would assume. What's coming up on the website the next few days? Yeah, we've got tons of stuff about the draft tonight. We'll have all the Falcons coverage. Uh, if anybody Georgia, Georgia Tech gets cut, gets drafted, we'll have that as well. Uh, really, our low, highest local guy is Montrevious Adams from Auburn. Uh, talked to him earlier in the week. Everybody's saying he's a second or third round pick. Uh, Robert Davis is another local guy for us who who plays played at Georgia State. He's a wide receiver and really made a name for himself at the combine. He had a great combine and it's kind of rocketed up the boards a little bit. So uh, it, that's going to be it for us the next couple of days with the draft and you know the Braves playing in Milwaukee this weekend as well. Real quick, did Adams end up having the kind of career? 
that we thought he could at Auburn. Remember, because we thought he was coming to Clemson, then he signs yeah. with Auburn. and they, I mean, he's a mountain of a human being and obviously uh, just a run stuff for the next level. Did he have a good career? I, I think he had a good career. I don't think he had a great career. Um, and, you know, I, and I think at defensive tackle, some of that is the guys around you. I mean, you saw for them, Lawson was in and out of the, out of the lineup and, and hurt a lot. And I think some of that, affected Montrevious, uh, but I don't think I wouldn't say he was a disappointment by any means. I know he look Rowan, he was when he was being recruited, everybody knew who he was. He was a one of those guys that everybody in the country wanted. Uh, I I remember his, his signing was on ESPN and they don't just throw anybody on ESPN for, for signing and they did his live. So he was a he was one of those five star guys coming out of high school, maybe the top four or five players in the country and he went to Auburn. And, and I think he had a good career. He had an impactful career. I wouldn't say he was was great. I wouldn't say he was at, you know changed anything with the program or anything like that. But I wouldn't say he was disappointing. I just think he had a good college career. But I think you're going to see him be one of those guys who's a better pro than he was a college player. Interesting stuff. Hey, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the draft tonight. Go San Fran. I hope they get the guy they want with the number two pick. Maybe Deshaun. That would be fantastic. Well, if you if they draft Deshaun, you're going to hear a 16 year old, uh, my son, screaming from Macon. So you, if you hear a weird noise coming from Macon, that's what it is because he he's he can't wait to get him a, a number four red and white and gold jersey with with Watson on the back. That's what he's looking forward to. Great stuff. We are as well. Thank you, my friend. We'll do it again next week, hopefully. You bet. Thank you, Daniel Shirley, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph. We'll step aside. Our next break. Your phone calls coming up. More on the draft as well. Coming up, Don Munson will have the Solid Orange Daily Show, presented by the Greenville Health System on the Clemson Tigers Sports Network. It's good to know they're out there somewhere. The nation's leading cancer research institutes, the ones developing new therapies, pushing toward a cure. And it's even better to know that one of the leading cancer institutes in the United States is right here in the upstate. Research at Greenville Health System Cancer Institute is leading to real breakthroughs, like the first new treatments for melanoma in more than 30 years. GHS is transforming cancer care. Learn more at ghs.org slash cancer. Greenville Health System, advancing health care for generations. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. The NFL Draft begins tonight in Philadelphia. The first round will be tonight, second and third rounds tomorrow evening, and the final four rounds on Saturday afternoon. Clemson wide receiver Mike Williams and quarterback Deshaun Watson listed as strong candidates to go in the first round tonight. Clemson's had a first-round draft choice in each of the last four years. In 2013, it was DeAndre Hopkins going number 27 overall to the Houston Texans. In 2014, Sammy Watkins went number four to Buffalo, and then Vic Beasley went number eight to Atlanta. In the 2015 draft, it was Stephon Anthony going in the first round with a 31st overall selection to the New Orleans Saints. And just last year, Shaq Lawson was taken 19th overall by the Buffalo Bills. Now, draft predictions have both Watson and Williams going in the first round tonight. Clemson's had a strong history in recent drafts under head coach Dabo Sweeney. The Tigers have had nine selections last year. That was second most in the nation to Ohio State's 12. It was also the second most in one draft in Clemson football history. Others expected to go in the draft tonight, or at least this weekend, include Jordan Leggett, Carlos Watkins, Cordray Tankersley, Wayne Gallman, Arteva Scott, Jadar Johnson, and Ben Bulware. And our report brought to you by the Greenville Health System, the official healthcare research partner of Clemson University. 
CMH Services is South Carolina's source for new Crown and Unicarriers forklifts, used forklifts, and forklift parts, service, and rentals. CMH offers a complete line of material handling solutions for every application. CMH is dedicated to providing their customers the equipment, knowledge, and support they need to make every operation a total success. Locally owned since 1968. Call 800-922-9569 to find out more or go online cmhservices.net. That's cmhservices.net. A small business owner asked me recently, why should I use you? My answer kind of surprised him. I'm not sure you should because I don't know what you need yet. Turns out this business owner felt helpless and alone in trying to deal with insurance and employee benefits. Our clients know we are in their corner fighting and everything we do is designed to make your life easier. In fact, one client said about one of my people, I wish there was a way to nominate you for being the best employee I have ever dealt with in any industry. Are you feeling lost and alone when it comes to insurance and employee benefits? You don't need to be. Call us 467-8738 and let us know how we can help you. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. This message is for mature audiences only because only a mature audience could appreciate the taste and variety you'll find at Ramcat Social House in Seneca on Ramcat Alley. From delicious steaks to seafood, farm fresh salads to homemade desserts, a quiet dinner or a night on the town, Ramcat Social House is no longer a best kept secret. Tim Moore invites you to Ramcat Social House for a truly remarkable dinner experience. Ramcat Social House, downtown Seneca on Ramcat Alley. Phil Pot on WCCP. What kind of a person are you? I think I'm pretty much like you. Only successful. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. We got a brand new And I say no They say what you doing Trying to do Somebody go I just let the music Come from my soul So all of my people Can stay on the floor They got a brand new dance You gotta move your muscle Brand new dance It's called a Cupid Shuffle It don't matter If you're young or you're old We gon' show you how it goes Hey Zach Welcome back. It's a great choice of music there. I really appreciate that. It was recommended by a friend, and uh, we, we played it. I was curious why Roy Philpott sprinted down the hallway <laughs> here at WCCP. Just straight left the left the building. He didn't want Is to see us dancing. Oh, he's here. Hey, you want to come do a show? No. <laughs> okay. Hey. You're my favorite, Zach. Dang, I appreciate it. You're my favorite. That's not you. That's, That's not you. Oh, yeah. Did upper management tell you to do that? <laughs> what no. happened? No. I just hit a random one. I, I thought you respected me more than that. <laughs> that is a clear sign of disrespect. Isn't that, a, that hasn't been the case since day one. No, no. That. that is a clear sign of disrespect. No, I just hit a button. 
it, it I was trying to hit more than a feeling here, and it slipped down. That's what happened. That's all it is. That 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 is a lie. That's all it You're is. You're a terrible liar. That's all. I, I, I was you are a to terrible liar. More than a feeling, and it slipped down. Are you embarrassed right now? I'm embarrassed for you. I'm not pleased at all. No, I'm feeling a little groovy right now. I'm cut, cut a rug over here if you need me to. Dude, you can't cut a rug if your life depended on it. <laughs> you couldn't cut a piece of paper right now if you had scissors in your hand. That's how bad you can't dance. No, no, no. I was ready to talk about the draft. You derail everything. You just destroyed the integrity of the show from the first two hours oh, by playing on. that stupid cheese ball song that nobody with a pulse cares to actually listen to or dance to at some stupid wedding somewhere. People love that song. I don't know anybody that loves that song. I don't know anybody, especially that doesn't wear a skirt. I mean, come on. We don't, we don't like those songs. You and I don't like those songs. That's not how this works. When upper manager tells you to play a song, you play a song. It's not acceptable. And it's a clear sign of disrespect. 654-7627, our phone number. Brad Fralick chimes in on Twitter. Nothing would be more Cleveland than taking Trubisky number one. Hashtag NFL draft. I concur, but it doesn't sound like that's really going to happen. Seminole Ted says on the text line, I hate that song. Thank you. I, I hate that song. Oh, <laughs> on the text line, this is Tammy and Seneca. Every chubby girl in America loves that song. That's not, stop. You can't say that kind of stuff on the radio. That's not nice. Nobody wants to hear that. It's not true. It's, it's not weight dependent on anything. Not at all. Talk more about the draft. Uh, more about what could be happening tonight. Uh, Quok barges in here and he says, you know, I'm hearing more that the Texans like Mahomes better than uh, Mahomes better than than Watson. I posted on Twitter this morning. I, somehow, some way, I think that Houston's going to end up with Deshaun, and maybe that's just wishful thinking. Maybe I don't know any better. I just think they're at a spot where they could trade up a couple of spots, grab the guy they want, and it's going to be too tempting to pass up. Because if Trubisky doesn't go number one, it doesn't sound like Deshaun's going to go in the top ten because Trubisky probably doesn't go in the top five or six. And so he starts to fall a little bit, and the num- number two quarterback starts to fall a little bit, number three quarterback starts to fall a little bit. I do think we're getting to the point where maybe three quarterbacks go in the first round. None will be named Deshaun Kaiser, but Mahomes, Watson, Trubisky, probably in reverse order, will be taken. Also on the text line, I'm a DJ. That song gets requested at every event I do. Not saying I like it, but people want it. Now, what kind of events are you doing there, Big Daddy? You know, Scott Schaefer played that song at his wedding. You are right. That's exactly what happened. I almost said something I shouldn't have said on the radio. Yeah, you did. <laughs> did you, you, could, you could hear it coming, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you did. You, you could hear that I'm one over coming. over here diving for the, the, the flush button over here. Dump it. Dump the audio. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to play that song in years from now. I just on repeat at my wedding. <laughs> And you better be in attendance. You mean months from now? Years. Years. Six five four seven six two seven. You want to talk with us? Let's do it. Uh, let's get away from this Cupid Shuffle nonsense before I, I go ape bananas. Before it gets really rough up in here. Get a couple of phone calls in in this segment. Let's talk about the NFL draft. I don't want to talk about the Cupid Shuffle, Clemson Grandpa. I don't want to do that. Roy. Yes. I know I'm a lot older than you are, and I'm riding around all day long looking at wreck cars. The song comes on, my feet get happy, uh, I feel happy, it's rainy, it's uh, grizzly, it's just dull outside, and that song makes you feel happy. So, he did a good job. i gotta, I got to go with Zach on this now. I, you know how much I love you, but i got to go with Zach on that. 
Daylight Today, perfect song. I, I, I don't understand who you are anymore, and I thought that we were tight. I, I thought we were brothers, you know? And, and now I don't think that. I don't think it anymore, Grandpa. I don't feel that way. Oh, uh, come on now. See, I thought me and Ben was tight, too, until he started pulling against uh, Phil Mickelson, so I don't feel a connection with Ben anymore. So. We, we, we got all kinds of problems. We need counseling. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that need to happen now. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to. We'll have to go down a different day, but uh, Dad did a good job. But uh, I, uh, I, I'm like you. I really wish uh, Watson would go to Houston. I think that would be a perfect fit all the way around. He'd have. Uh, I, I think he's got good receivers. I, I'm like you. I, I don't see it happening, but it sure would be a good fit for him. It would be fantastic. Be safe out there. Both hands on the wheel. No dancing in the truck. Okay. <laughs> you got it, brother. Be good. Clemson Grandpa checking in. 654-ROAR. <laughs> I mean, I, that's a disgusting picture that he just painted for us. He, he's driving the big truck around. Brand new truck. Just got a George Coleman Ford up there in Traveler's Rest. And the Cupid Shuffle comes on, comes on and he starts cutting a rug in the, in, in the pickup. I, I, I don't know. Hey, hey, nothing like the old lady listening when you say years from now when you, you're at the wedding. <laughs> All I, caps text messages. I, I, I said months. <laughs> years. I said months, right? I know what you said. All right, but you said something different. Yeah, I was just trying to buy Chris, I, I got fine. your back, sister. Don't, don't do that. You and I are don't, on the same page with this. Don't do not do that. I'm catching the, the bouquet at the thing. Is it bouquet or bouquet? I don't even know. Yeah, you're catching the bouquet. I'm, I'm, what is it? It's bouquet. Is bouquet. It? Or is it bouquet? I don't know. I'm a dude. I don't listen to the Cupid Shuffle. You don't I don't catch, catch flowers at weddings. It's, is it bouquet? It's bouquet. I have no idea. You don't catch it. You catch the, uh, the garter. Right, right, right. No, that's a different story. <laughs> Easy, big dog. <laughs> that's a different story. I'm just saying. Easy, big dog. Couple more phone calls. <laughs> you just fling it out there. I don't, I don't know. Just fling it I, out. I, there. I don't know. What, what do you need me to do there? Frisbee catching dog. <laughs> Sam in Greenville is up with us next. Hey, Sam. Hey, how are you doing? Doing very hey, well. Is there any is there any kind of ritual we can do or dance we can do that would uh, keep Watson from going to Cleveland. Oh, man. Like a kiss of death. Well, well, you know, that's interesting because I have felt that way. And we had on our guy from Cleveland who, uh, you know, calls games for the Browns and is an insider up there back in our first hour. And I said, listen, if Watson ends up a Cleveland Brown, make Clemson fans feel better about what that could look like in the next year or two. And he said, honestly, Sam, the offensive line is pretty is, is in a pretty good spot so he's probably not going to be eating a lot of turf next year if he ends up starting as a rookie. And, you know, they drafted Corey Coleman, a couple of other receivers that were banged up last year and didn't have great years, but there's some talent there. So he seemed to think if Watson ended up a Cleveland Brown, it's probably not as bad as what most Clemson fans are thinking like yourself and, and like what I've been thinking. So I, I listened to that a little bit, and maybe I was a, a little encouraged by it. Well, the thing that discourages me is that the problem's not on the field. It's in the office yeah. at Cleveland. right. Um, now, you know, I, I really – I don't think that if if Cleveland was able to draft Watson, Williams, and Ben Bowler all in the same draft, that it would help. <laughs> well, yeah. um, so, I mean, I, I think the management is the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I think, you know, they've had some players, you know, that have come through and, and whatever, but I, I think it's going to take their management skills. I just think they're just – it's like, sort of like the South Carolina Athletic Department. They just don't really get what's going on. <laughs> 
man. He just a random shot fired down towards our friends in Columbia. <laughs> hey, you always got to take those sucker punches every now and then. I hear you, hey, Sam. Serious question. Where do you think Ben Bowler is going to go in the draft, and who do you think he'll go to? I saw him last week at the Anderson Touchdown Club, and I sort of nonchalantly mentioned that uh, I would hope that he'd go to Miami, and he said Miami would be a good place to go to. But where do you think he'll go? I think he's a mid-round pick, and, and we appreciate the call, Sam. Thank you. I, he's a mid-round pick where, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I, Bullware is a guy that is going to give you everything he has, every single snap. He's going to make some mistakes. He's not going to be outstanding in coverage. You, as an NFL team, understand that when you pick him in the fifth round. But you also understand that he's going to be involved in so many plays because he's so instinctive. He does his homework. He understands the game. And you know what he understands? When I say instinctive, he understands offensive tendencies. He has the ability to translate what he sees in the film room onto the field on game day. The NFL is going to be more complex, and it may not happen as quickly as what it did in college. But at some point it will, and at some point when he's a rookie, I think that you'll see that translation occur where he watches the film. He understands, you know what? 75% of the time on third down and six, they run the draw. And he's going to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that was telling the rest of the free world against Bama on the field when Jalen Hurts is in the shotgun and he's got a guy behind him in the pistol maybe or whatever. He's got a guy flanking him. Hey, get over here. Here comes quarterback power. And sure enough, what happens? Freaking quarterback power. He's also a guy that's going to save a roster spot or two for NFL teams. And, and by that, I mean he can play special teams. Oh, man. He'll play punt he? return. He'll play kick return. He'll play punt. Or he'll play every kind of return or, or uh, coverage he has to. And then he'll be able to fill in in the linebacker spots. What a brilliant statement made by yourself. Mm-hmm. Hey, just when I think you can't get any lower, you redeem yourself here at the end of this segment. And so I will allow you to continue to produce the program and co-host for our third hour. Coming back with Cupid Shuffle, baby. I'm just saying, if there is any Clemson football player listening to this show right now, number one, that's awesome. Number two, learn how to play special teams. And when I say learn, I mean it needs to be in your soul. Because when you come out of here, even as a draftable prospect, Chances are you're going to have to play on the kick cover team, on the PAT or field goal team, on the punt coverage, on the punt team. You're going to have to play special teams. And if you can develop that skill, you become so much more valuable to NFL teams. Because when it comes down to those final cuts, when they got to go down to a 53-man regular season roster at the very bitter end of training camp, and it comes down to you or Scrubby McGraw from North Carolina A&T, and, and and you're splitting hairs. And you know what, man? This guy plays basically the same game that this guy does. Yeah, but can he play special teams? You give yourself such an advantage for staying power in the NFL if you can play on a special team. If you can if you can block punts. If you can be a guy on the on the punt team that, that can block well. If you can be an up back on the punt team. If you can be a gunner as a wide receiver or a running back, man, teams love that because they only have 53 spots in the regular season on the roster, not 85. So you got to be a player that can multitask, that has more than just one skill. You're not just catching balls. You're not just blocking as an H-back or fullback. You get out there, you play special teams. Bullware can play special teams. He's done it in his career, and it means a lot to be able to do that at the next level. Where does he go? I don't know. Mid-round pick, he's got staying power. He's playing the